Welcome to the Scales and Tails podcast, where we unveil the secrets to weight loss. I'm your host, Brianna Fia Keen, accredited practicing dietitian, mum of four, and foodie fanatic who is constantly hungry because I talk about food all day long. Wouldn't that make you hungry too? Join me as I delve into the essential pillars that shape your weight loss journey, including mindset and motivation, nutrition and healthy eating, exercise and fitness, effective weight loss strategies, behavior change and habits, sleep and stress, and nurturing a positive body image through self-care. Are you ready to embark on a transformative journey with me and my guests? I'm here to help you. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to our seventh episode in our Scales and Tales Season 1 of Podcast Journey. I'm Brianna, your host, and today we're talking about non-scale victories, talking about the mind, the body, and all that jazz. So I'm excited to dive on in because this is such an interesting topic that I think people on their weight loss journey don't give enough credit to. So let's get into it. When you step on the scales, you might think that the number that you see accurate represents your weight. If you've ever weighed yourself several times in a day or over the course of a week, you'll notice that the number on the scale may go up or down in response to things that are unrelated to your actual body mass. So the number on the scales might be affected by your fluid intake, the weight of your clothing, the time of the day that you were weighed, how much you've eaten, what your bowel and bladder are doing, any hormone changes. So women who are menstruating can um, have up to two kilo fluctuations, the scales that you're using, the ground that they are on, some medications, and even the weather. And all of these, and there's so many more, impact on the number on the scale. And these natural fluctuations in your weight happen and occur. It's very normal. And since the weight goes up and down naturally, when you step on the scale, you're only getting an estimate of your weight for that particular moment, at that particular time, and that particular day. And you would think that, you know, with all of the diet and the exercise regimes out there, it's easy to believe that you can kind of, you know, eat a little bit less and work a little bit harder at the gym and you can choose the weight you would like to be. In a perfect world, yes. But the reality is, like all of the other physical and psychological things that make up your body, like height and shoe size and skin colour and intelligence, coordination, sporting ability, your weight is hugely determined by your genetics. Each person, you know, aka you, has a weight range that they're supposed to maintain for optimal health. When you eat regularly, sufficiently, flexibly, and you do some regular moderate intensity exercise, your body tends to hover around that set point range. And that set point weight is not an exact number. It's usually a range of about two or three kilos. And our bodies have very good mechanisms that regulate your weight within its natural set point. Your body is often at its healthiest when it's at this set point weight. Okay. That range is different for most people. Some people have a higher set point, some people have a lower set point. 
People who move out of their set point weight who are focusing on weight loss can sometimes weigh too often or avoid being weighed at all. If you are someone who has or has in the past or is weighing themselves too often, I want you to think about how these natural fluctuations can be misinterpreted because we can actually give those weights on the scale more meaning than what they really deserve. For example, if a person drinks a litre of water, the number on the scale is going to increase by about a kilo, even though this doesn't actually change their body mass. And because our bodies are made up of about 60% water, any temporary shifts in fluid can have a big change on the scale. So when you tell yourself that these natural weight fluctuations are happening, it's actually due to, you know, what you've eaten or how much you've eaten or how much you've exercised. You might try cutting back on what you're eating or exercising harder. And, you know, that's not necessarily going to give you the results that you want because those fluctuations weren't due to what you were eating or how much you were exercising. We also know that frequently checking your weight too often takes the focus away from some of those more important things in life, those activities that you enjoy that creates the life that you have. So things like family and friends and work and team commitments which, you know, really alters our mindset. And we want to try and foster in as many different ways as we can a really nice, healthy, positive mindset towards weight loss. So the scales aren't always the answer. So what I want you to reflect on is what was your original goal for weight loss? Because I know you all have one. And I was having this conversation with a patient today. She was thrilled with her weight loss from the Lorian balloon, but... She's had some bloods done last week and her cholesterol has gone from 6.3 to 5, which was really just the icing on the cake for her. She's got two brothers that have got heart problems and she didn't want that for herself. So, yes, the weight loss has been great. Um, I think she's lost 14, 15 kilos or so. But really, the weight loss helped to facilitate the decrease in the cholesterol. The weight loss and the changes to her diet and her exercise helped facilitate the decrease in her cholesterol. She's got so much more energy now, and she actually made the comment to me, because I do feel better and I've got more energy, I'm enjoying exercise, and, you know, I really miss it when I don't do it. So it's become a part of her routine, which is amazing. So she feels amazing. Um, All of her biomarkers are heading in the right direction, and she's got way more energy than she used to. Often, the weight loss is that one thing that's going to, you know, result in all of those other awesome things. So my question to you is, what is your why? What is motivating you to lose weight? What are the outcomes or the results that you want from what the weight loss will give you, if that makes sense? So press pause, go and have a think about that, and then come on back. All right, I got you again. The next thing that I want to ask you is what does the scales say about your health? Nothing, right? It doesn't tell you how fit you are, how strong you are. It tells you nothing about your stress levels, your sleeping habits, if you're eating well, drinking enough, having alcohol or not, smoking, recreational drugs, and so on. Does it tell you 
that your sugar levels are okay, that your thyroid's working properly, if your cholesterol is good, if your blood pressure is okay, kidneys, liver, you know, all of those parts of our body that are indicators of health. Yet the scales don't tell you a single thing about your overall health. So, you know, how can we actually look at health as a whole without the scales? Energy levels, okay, your blood results, nutrient deficiencies, you know, they represent some of the health and the scales don't tell you anything about them either. What are some good indicators other than the scales that can make us feel good that don't rely on whatever that number on the scales are? This is what I'm excited to talk about, so let's dive in. Number one is energy levels. Food is literally the thing that fuels our body. If we restrict too much, how are we going to feel? Tired, fatigued, sluggish. No one wants that. No, food is your fuel, fuel to help you, you know, be as energetic as you can, have the energy to do all the things that you want to do in the day. And the scales don't tell you how your clothes are fitting. You know, and often having your clothes fit better than they used to is a really good indicator that you are losing weight and your body composition is changing. I was talking to another patient earlier this week and she said, when I do my work pants up, they had a zip on the side. I can fit my whole hand down them. So she knew without jumping on the scales that she had lost weight because her pants were so much looser. Having clothes that fit you, that you, you know, perhaps haven't, been able to fit into for a while or having clothes that are just fitting better are great you know we they're not as tight you know it's such a good indicator that you are losing weight um, and that your body composition is changing so when we look at that body composition whilst the scales may not be moving we can still be decreasing our fat mass but increasing our muscle mass so we feel and are leaner Um, we might be able to do more things and do them easier. So everyday tasks such as showering, doing your shoelaces up, housework, gardening, are becoming easier for you to complete. Another non-scale-based victory would be a better sleep. You know, that less pressure on the diaphragms, anyone with sleep apnea can have a more restful sleep and wake up with more energy. Um, We also know, you know, a study was it done in 2018 that people who successfully have lost weight improve their quality of sleep. You know, there's evidence around that. And the research suggests that that belly fat is the most beneficial in terms of that sleep quality. So if we can lose the belly fat, we have better sleep. The next non-scale victory that we can look at is reaching a fitness milestone. So this might be that you can now lift a certain weight or you can run a particular distance or you can swim X number of laps. So you can see that your fitness and agility is improving with the activities that you can do. Now, the other one that we are going to look at is the mind. So you often we can get so much more clarity within your mind with weight loss because we get better memory. We have increased attention spans. We can process things better, quicker. Um, And changes to your diet and lifestyle can definitely help our brain to function better. You know, we can say goodbye to things like brain fog. Um, Our mood can be better. There's such a strong correlation between food and mood. In another study that was done, 82% of people who'd been feeling depressed reported a positive change in the severity of their depressive symptoms, even after losing only a couple of kilos. And what's even better about that is they saw those improvements for more than two years. 
Okay, so it's not just this quick fix, short-term results. We can get our skin feeling so much more wholesome. So you may have noticed less blemishes, less breakouts, um, your thin skills more hydrated, it's a bit more glowy. Um, we can have better skin elasticity, which helps with aging and wrinkles. And a biochemistry or blood test results. So like that other patient with her cholesterol, you know, we might need less medication. All of those blood tests are coming back within normal range. So we're, we're slowing down any progression and essentially reversing some progression for some of those conditions as well. And then finally, and I love this, you're in less pain. You know, I have a patient who has fibromyalgia and she's got a balloon. She's lost quite a bit of weight. I think it's like 20 plus kilos. But what she found was very early on in that journey, she was able to come off a whole concoction of pain relief medication which, mind you, we're also playing havoc with her bowels, but she doesn't need that medication any longer. But she also doesn't have the pain without the medication because of the weight loss that she achieved. So, you know, chronic pain can certainly be improved with the weight loss. I'm going to finish off today's episode with rewards. How could you reward yourself for these non-scale victories? A hint, it's not going to have anything to do with food. I'll save that conversation for a whole other day. So a couple of things. Can you journal about how your body is feeling? Can you take yourself on a trip or, you know, a night away, a weekend away? Book a massage, take a bath, get a pedicure, any of those, you know, self-care type of things. Can we write positive body messages in spaces around us, shout yourself a movie, buy an outfit that you love that fits your the body that you're in, go to the zoo, the mall, the beach, go on a hike, um, you know, practice being mindful um, based on your energy levels. Or write yourself a thank you letter. You know, it takes imagination, bravery and commitment to develop those really nice healthy eating habits and movement habits and I want you to think about how you can reward yourself for those non-scale victories that you are achieving. If we focus on just your weight as the number on the scale we can often be limited, drain your motivation because it doesn't always do what you want it to do because of those natural fluctuations that you can get. So I want you to learn to celebrate all of those non-scale victories that you have and you know try and identify create a list of all of the results that you are achieving beyond the scale that's all i have for you today another episode done and dusted here at scales and tails unveiling the secret of weight loss podcast i hope you found valuable insights and practical tips to support your weight loss journey remember sustainable change takes time so be patient and kind to yourself I'd love for you to head to my website at yourfamiliesnutritionist.com.au. I so appreciate you being here, so thank you. If you have questions or topics you'd like me to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, then I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review so that others can find the podcast and have the opportunity to achieve something they've thought was impossible up until now. Between now and then, when I'm next in your ears, I hope you find the joy in the food you eat and get to share it with those you love, including yourself.